Hello and welcome back to another episode of Our Generation on Air. My name is Alex Bullimore and this week I'm joined by Micah Chudley. Micah, welcome back. Um, is it refreshing in any way that you, we go into QPR games now thinking we might have a chance of winning? <laughs> so it's only been one game. <laughs> you didn't even win. Um well, we came close to winning. <laughs> <laughs> is that that I guess that counts as good for us these days, doesn't it? Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I mean it it, it was it was encouraging. I think I think if we took anything away from that game, I think it's that there's a way that the players want to play, isn't there? There's a way that they clearly enjoy playing. I, I just enjoyed the fact I didn't watch the game in the moment and I didn't obviously go. I just enjoyed the fact that going into that Saturday I was I guess opposition they're coming into it as well but I was just a lot more confident that a win was on the cards you know rather than and and we were going to at least try and win in an away game as well you know yeah I I, thankfully I didn't go to Rotherham because I never would but I did watch (laughs) is it on your list it's it's on the list mate. It's, it's top five surely apparently it's a nice stadium though Oh, that's fine, but there's a whole city around it too, which I would just prefer not to go to. Um, <laughs> no offense to anyone from Rotherham, um, but I I did watch it on a on a on a dodgy screen with um um with a friend, and it was um again like as I said at the start, like the players look like they're enjoying themselves. Like I hate to say that, I hate to kind of like dunk on Ainsworth a bit, but <laughs> and players. Look like they were like enjoying having the ball at their feet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've watched back the highlights or anything, but I've watched the extended highlights, and it is a little <laughs> bit damning. You know, like you can tell even in like chair just looks like a different player already. Like it's just, yeah. I mean, or, or maybe I'm projecting that onto him, but like it does feel like there's just that little bit more enjoyment to be had. Yeah, I, I mean, um. <laughs> First of all, I want to say like about the extended highlights. They have not put extended highlights for a game on for us for ages. I've seen it come up on... <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but I've seen it come up on YouTube the other day. I was like, hold on a sec. Well, just 10 minutes. Extended highlights of this game did include, I think, the minutes uh, silence at the start of the game. So I think you can knock a minute off the time. Still, like I mean, they just post like <laughs> us losing 3-4-0. Like all four goals and then they're done with it. But um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I understand, I understand why. Um, but yeah, in terms of it, like I think we we shouldn't get too carried away. Um, there were still some moments defensively where we were a little, little bit shaky. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously another set piece goal we've conceded, and you know, this is that one was like as ridiculous as every other one. Um. But I mean, you know, considering he'd what four or five days in the job, maybe three days of training, signs of signs are quite positive. Yeah. Uh, speaking of getting carried away, uh, you, I know you've seen this because this went into our group chat. But Sean Wright Phillips thinks we can still get the playoffs. Um. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> Who's asking Sean Wright Phillips questions about QPR in two thousand and twenty Someone is conceivably doing that out there. Um, but, you know, I think 
the the odds are pretty long at this point. It's certainly they're worth a thousand it. to one. Yeah, like it's worth a little flutter if you go that way. Um, I think when I looked at mine, it it wasn't the odds were not that good on Bet three six five. So maybe the market's already adjusting to people trying to yeah. get behind that, but uh you know clearly they watch the extended highlights on youtube well exactly and you know what if sean wright phillips believes then i believe micah because you know he, he is obviously the fountain <laughs> of all knowledge when it comes to qpr like real legend of the club sean wright absolutely phillips. i feel bad saying stuff about him because actually uh i really like his dad right like, yeah you know <laughs> did the one thing I always remember about Sean Wright Phillips is that his debut, we played Newcastle on Sky on Monday night. This is so rad. This is something only a QPR fan would ever remember. We played um, Newcastle at home on Sky. It was the first game after the international break. We'd had that crazy deadline day where him and like four or five others had come in. And he was unreal. He was unbelievable. I can't remember who the Newcastle left back was on the day, but he tore him to shreds. I remember thinking, oh my God, like we, we've not just got Sean Wright Phillips, we've got like Man City Sean Wright Phillips, like him <laughs> at his best. And it just nosedived from there. <laughs> I can't even remember that. So like that, that is something, uh, I don't know, I try and wipe a lot of those games from that those seasons out of my mind, but that is a very deep cut. But then, yeah, I know. That is exactly why you're here, Micah. That's, you know, we, we get Dan on for the tactical analysis. We get Ben on for, well, it would have been Jordan Hugel propaganda. And we get you on for deep cuts into some of the worst periods of QPR's history. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like time for me to go to therapy at this point. Um, <laughs> right then, team news. Willock's back. Elijah Dixon Bonner's in the team. Paul Smith's back in the team. Yeah. This is... Already a pretty quick departure from what Ainsworth was doing. Yeah, straight away. Um, I my initial kind of um thoughts was done Cook centre back pairing, um, because I I don't think they've played together before, and if they have, they definitely haven't played a lot of minutes together. Um, I think that's not correct, in the league because Dunn's only just come back, isn't he? Yeah, but I can't remember if um, when he got that silly red card against West Brom, I can't remember if Cook was playing or he might have been injured. I can't remember. But um, yeah, so I was a little bit like, oh, this will be interesting. And obviously as well, you know, with the whole possession-based stuff, you know, things had been said about how Begovic would do with his feet. Um, So, and then you've got Dunn, who's not necessarily the best at playing out from the back, at least not as good as Clark Salter. And Cook, who to be fair has been part of some some decent Bournemouth side, so he's he good well, with his feet. That's the interesting thing about Cook, sort of like he's played at Premier League level, but has he played in a side that's kind of, you know, suited to that style of play? He's he's definitely played in teams that have had the ball, like because you know if you're you know going for promotion every other season like Bournemouth yeah. were at one point, um, you're gonna have it. But whether it's been sort of like this intricate, this much. Um, emphasis on defenders sort of bringing the ball out of defence. I I don't, I can't really give you the specifics on that because I don't really know. Um, but I mean, again, Rotherham, let's not get ahead of ourselves, although we are also pretty shit. Um, 
it looked all right. Like, you know what I mean? Like the the concerns people had, you know, you know, Begovic, you know, okay on the ball, you know, done all right. The good thing about Dunn is he's I I don't know if you've noticed this, Alex, but he's he's actually kind of quite two footed. He's quite good with his left foot as well. It, it, he has a I'd say an awkward stance to kind of change over to the other foot though, I'd say. Yeah, but he gets very awkward. wide. Like, his yeah. body becomes quite enlarged, like he's trying to frighten off a bear. Yeah, like, you kind of have to like extend all your arms and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it all kind of star- happens. He's starfishing. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know if he's like really like good with his left or that he's just so like painfully average on his right that like his left just looks okay in comparison. But like he's all like yeah, you know, couple nice passes. Um. Yeah, it's 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 just like it's it's early days, but like the signs are just kind of positive, you know. Yeah, I mean, Begovic is an interesting one, and I was going to bring this up later on, um, in terms of sort of like how he was faring under that kind of style of play, but I I, I can understand sort of like people being worried about him, but then if you look at it, where where does that worry kind of come from, like in the sense of. Is he literally just a shot shot stopper? Because his long range kicking hasn't been marvelous this season. So, like, <laughs> that's an understatement. Let Let's just kind of maybe not to try and sort of be optimistic or flip it on its head, but like, you know, he kind of you would think he would be good at that, wouldn't you? Like, I I think part of it is like the Stoke thing, right? Because he played for Stoke, and obviously, like, what Stoke kind of yeah. known for what, so, what Stoke stood for at the time <laughs> what Stoke stood for at the definitely stood for at that particular time I think part of it is that um but I mean he, he's 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 not a top top goalkeeper but he's a goalkeeper that's played like a significant portion of his career in the Premier League I understand we had Diang um last year who's last few years who's obviously you know abnormally good with his feet for a championship level goalie. Um but I mean, you know, Beg Begovic is competent competent enough with his feet, I feel. I'm glad you mentioned Senny the end because I'm gonna transition again uh effortlessly. Senny Dieng was a player who was uh in the background of QPR for so long. No one knew really about him. He was always a name that you saw, but you never thought I never thought he would get into the first team because of the sheer amount of time he was at the club and the fact that he ne- all these other goalkeepers were signed ahead of him. And yet he ends up being our first choice goalkeeper for what, like three seasons in a row and yeah. ends up then getting sold. Elijah Dixon Bonner. <laughs> oh, what a segue. What right? a segue. Oh my gosh. Elijah, <laughs> not even at a sniff of being in the first team across a few different managers. I, you know, admittedly, you know, he wasn't there for that long under the guy who brought him to the club because Bill left pretty soon afterwards. But he never really got in then. He didn't get in under Critchley. He definitely didn't really get in under Ainsworth. But he had an opportunity with Dazelle being suspended for this game. And do we know what he is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a premature end to what was a great joke. Um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's good. That's what he is. He's good. <laughs> he's half decent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he he. One thing he has that I think 
Um, not okay, not a lot, but obviously outside of the big successes of uh, Eze and Chair, if you want to call it a big success, um, he's really sort of technically secure. Like he's just sound technically. Um, I think it helps as well that like the guy's like six foot two, six foot three, um, got an engine on him. So it it, it kind of is um what Bill said. I think Bill said this when we bought him. Somebody might have to double check this for me. But I think Bill had said that he was like a Luke Amos mold. Um and I mean, you know, I, I don't completely disagree with him based off what I've seen on um on Saturday. Yeah. I think the good thing about that is that when Luke Amos ran hot, he was actually a very good player for our level. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that I think Dixon Bonner gave us as well, is that he was able to kind of help out in the build-up. Obviously, again, people spoke about Sam Field, how good he is or not good he is in possession. You know, Dixon Bonner was dropping in to help out there, you know, and on the other end of the pitch, proper box-to-box style midfielder, you know. So often, not to knock Dizal, because Dizal's playing well this season, but so often you would watch Dizal or even Johansson, like, would run but kind of just start jogging towards mm. the edge of like the the um eighteen yard box. Dixon Bonner doesn't do that. He's straight, like literally every run into the box, across the penalty box, across the front man. Um don't know what the stats are for us for goals in midfield. He nearly scored at the end as well. But I think, you know, refine him a little bit, give him a bit more game time, he well, could really be an important part of the team. I wouldn't be surprised if no one has, from our midfield has scored over like five goals in the last. I think six the last seasons. one was Amos. I think the last one was Amos, and he probably scored it. What two or three of those? It was two goals in the same game against Barnsley, wasn't it? Was it I, think. I can't remember, but there was Barnsley a game, away. Yeah. There was like a four-three defeat. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was on about the. I think it was the Warburton season. So do you remember towards the end of that season, he just randomly had that run where he scored something like yeah. five or six goals? Yeah. No, but, uh, uh, Dixon Bonner, I know we kind of like joke about it and we didn't know what what he was. And it's, you know, <clears throat> potentially rich to sort of say a player that we've not seen at all should just start games. But when you've <laughs> been on such a bad run for such a long time and then this guy comes in and plays well, what what does that kind of say to the the... I'm going to use a harsh word, but the stubbornness of previous managers, not to kind of at least try this guy. You know, yeah, you probably do have to start field, and this season you've probably do in the end have to start Dazelle. But previously you haven't had to do that. Dazelle's not shown before this season good enough performances consistently to get starting places. What what did this guy have to do? Like it cut, he wasn't playing B team games as much as I remember. You know, it's just like one of these things. Like, what's he doing? At one point, Duke McKenna got in ahead of him this season. Yeah. Why? Um, I mean, I, I don't know, and and I mean, you, you can't really. I don't want to say you can't give the new manager too much credit for picking him, but you you do have to ask the question: Would he have played if Colback or Dazel had yeah. been available? Um. With that being said, there was other ways he could have gone. Like you said, Duke McKenna's had more kind of like first team experience this season anyway. Um, could have played him. Um, 
I can't remember who else plays football for our football club, but I'm sure there really? are others. I mean, he's not really that kind of player. You could have had nah, Chad but I, in, yeah. in that like in the midfield as well. Uh, depends how. It just all depends how you want to go about it, doesn't it? Like, yeah, but you, you, you know, credit where credit's due. Manager did pick him, um, and and trusted him in a role that I think outside of Amos we've not had at QPR for years, years and years. I can't even remember the last real kind of like like energetic athletic technically secure box to box midfielder they don't really come along very often in the championship not not to what you would hope this guy's ceiling could be I, again i don't want to get too ahead of myself but like I mean, you're talking you know, about a kid sorry they, they said i think uh Beale wanted field to be a box to box midfielder didn't he at one point yeah but i just never works, gonna happen. Right? no disrespect but it's never going to happen that's not what I think field is best at, yeah. um, but I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this this guy like what he could bring to the team. Like it's it's really he could be a really important part of the team. I think if he if he's just given that time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> looking at the extended highlights of the game, I saw Begovic made a a save. The commentator in the moment called a decent save, but it's actually very lucky that it doesn't roll straight back out to a Rotherham player. Um, I don't know if you... Your, your look gives me the suggestion that you can't remember this. No, I'm not remembering that. Was that at the end? No, that was like start of the second half, end of the first half. Maybe? Oh, I don't remember that for some reason. That's fine. But that's what <laughs> happened. So that's my judgment on that. That will be the pod's opinion. You. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> Um, moving on to the goal then Ilias Chair we talked about him enjoying himself and it looks like he's enjoying himself but that goal is an absolute beauty to be critical okay just to be ever so slightly critical is that that kind of quick play and his movement to get free and to take the shot on kind of something that we've been missing the last couple of weeks you know, yeah. he's not quite, he's held on to the ball that little bit too long, waiting for a cross or something like that. Like, yeah. if you can do that, <laughs> do it. Yeah, he, he had a similar one in the first half quite early on. He didn't, he hit it a bit lower and the keeper made his save. And you, off of that, that was quite early in the game. Off of that, you kind of got the impression, oh, like he's he's in the mood today. Um, Big credit to Pau, I think. Mm-hmm for the goal. Yep. I think he gets the assist, but I think he also starts the move as well. I think it comes from a free kick from Begovic, but I think Powell really kind of starts the move in the corner, hustles it, wins the ball, um, finds Ilias, um, and obviously it's a really great goal, but um, the two of them look like they really enjoy playing with each other, Powell and Chair, and I think uh, the new manager is aware of that, and is kind of aware how that dynamic um, is going to work going forward. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no pressure, but I'm expecting quite big things from Chair under this manager. Yeah, I mean, like that link up down the left is similar to what we've seen before. He he loved a bit of Lee Wallace link up, and yep. maybe I'm misremembering, but did he work sort of better with Wallace than he did with San? Mc- McCallum in that sort uh, of time. Um, he well, definitely played a lot longer with him. 
He played yeah. a lot longer with Wallace, didn't he? To be fair. Um, I don't know. But, Hard to remember. Because I don't think there's any right, sort of he, massive complaints about McCallum. Nah, no. He got unlucky with the injury, didn't he? Yeah. Um, McCallum. But I, I think Wallace and Chair just having played together for as long as they did, they kind of just clicked, didn't they? Mm. Um, that goal, is it kind of the first bit of evidence of of what um, oh, Marty was saying about kind of using the space, manipulating it a bit more, yeah. moving the yeah, ball massive. to sort of move the, the opposition players? Yeah, massively. And and again, on Powell, obviously, he talked about like inverted fullbacks and stuff. Powell starts inverting in like inside that little space behind chair and then creates the goal by going outside of him. Um, so I'm sure the manager probably really liked that. Um, yeah. Where do you think Dykes fits into this? Are we going to get to January in ooh. a week? Are we going to get the old, the the old kind of like... Questions. Dykes questions is he suitable for this kind of style? <laughs> is he good enough? Is Freddie in the ether. striker? I could feel it coming, which is a shame. But who somebody from um from your, your favorite local um oh, it was Dave favorite Matt, local news publication. Yeah. Who is it that tweeted? I can't remember what was tweeted, but it was it was, was um, about it was De- David David uh, Dave. Oh, yeah. but we like Dave. To be fair, we like yeah. Dave. I think um, he, he was saying along the lines of um, worried that Dykes didn't have the kind of quality. I wouldn't say be... it's quality. It's not quality. It's more. What is Dykes good at? Right, headed He's goals. Not... Sorry, headed goals. Headed Something goals. he can aggressively throw his head at. Yeah, we right. aren't gonna do that as no. much. I mean, we might. We've seen one game. Um, I think he has qualities. I think that can be part of this team. Um, but I think he's gonna have the most interesting adjustment period because nobody else is gonna play ahead of him. <laughs> like he is the striker. <laughs> Come January, who knows? We might get Jamal Low on low again, or somebody of that kind of I've played 200 championship games but for the foreseeable he's playing up front so we're gonna have to work it out yeah um and if you would like to see him play well then Scotland have got games coming up (laughs) he he gets to he's gonna be on the same pitch as Erling Haaland again and last time he had a better game than Erling Haaland so Looking forward to that one. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Dixon Bonner somehow doesn't score. It's, it, yeah. it's, it comes off like the underside of the arm of the goalkeeper. It, it's it's hit him. That's all. That, that's yeah. all I remember from it. It's hit him. Um, <laughs> is it is it Willock or Cannon that's down the right there? I think it's Cannon, um, who had a good game. No, wait, there we go. I mean, Reggie's. He, Probably gone under the radar a little bit, I'd say, in the whole grand scheme of things. But yeah, there's there was hope there, and I was surprised that we managed to get on paper a signing kind of of. I mean, it's, it's early doors, but you would imagine that he's a pretty decent footballer, and I'm surprised yeah. that we managed to convince him to come. 
when it was all starting to unravel under a pretty like unless they literally went to him with like you're going to come in you're not going to play the first couple of games and then you're gonna like the first couple of games once you signed get up to fitness and by the time you're pretty much at full fitness we're gonna have sacked gareth don't worry <laughs> it's like <laughs> that was the pitch was it <laughs> that might have been the pitch he's uh he's a good player man i don't well again early days but even when we oh, was it West Brom's first game? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was positive I, then. Yeah, I remember thinking, oh, there's there's at least one footballer on this pitch. <laughs> but I like him. I I, I, I like mean, it. I'm, I'm on board with it. I'm always slightly wary of an American um, professional footballer. Yeah, I mean, we've said this. I think we said this in the chat. We've said this in the chat before, haven't we? Yeah, and you know, Charlie Kelman is. I, believe american um yeah somehow yeah i mean the, the, the americans aren't brilliant at getting of of creating good male footballers women's football they seem to be pretty good at but men's yeah. national team not so much uh roy wegley though roy wegley oh yeah that's, that's, that's what we have there say. we go yeah. there's another deep cut from micah yeah so I could feel my dad like his glare, like <laughs> he's not he's not even here, but I could feel his like glare intensify. Um, obviously that one goal, that not that one goal, but the, you know the goal that he is famous for scoring was against Leeds, wasn't it? I think. I believe I think it was Leeds. Maybe but I, I, I think my dad's sort my dad's shows me and my sister the goal, and yeah, it, and then it like the camera pans to the away end. And there's like complete pandemonium in the in a way, and so it's like real sort of last days of Rome kind of behavior going on. Like there's bodies <laughs> flying everywhere, and it's just one big sort of homogenous blob of of QPR fans going crazy. And my dad's going, "I was in there," and my sister had the most horrified look on her face. <laughs> um, it was you know, Leeds, by the way. I've just verified it. It was Leeds. Fantastic. We wouldn't want to get that wrong. Um, another player that is going to seemingly going to get a chance at least under the new manager, Taylor Richards. Oh, well. I mean, should we be so shocked? Like, he's going to have a look at everyone, just like every time a new manager came in when Hamelin was at the club. I'm not saying yeah. he's as bad as Nico, but you know Nico always got a chance, didn't he? So it stands to reason that Richards would also get a chance, considering that you know Lee Hughes might have pointed him out and said, "You see him? We've like got him for another three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, find something, <laughs> please. <laughs> Even if he's putting the bibs out, like anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not mad at him getting a chance at all. I think there's a talent there. I think just you. Anybody that's seen him, even like controller ball, can see that there's a footballer in there. It's just like some of the decision making is horrendous. And I think for the goal, the free kick that they score from, I remember like watching him just head the ball back. And I'm thinking, oh, who's he passed it to? And like the camera slightly panning, and I realize there's nobody there. Like, he sells <laughs> he field short so badly, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like it's horrendous. I was like, oh, for goodness sake. Like, you are not helping yourself at all. Like, I'm trying to root for you. Why would you do this? So, um, but how laid back and mercurial as a player can you be? Like, 
Tarat was mercurial and kind of casual, but then he would do something that would make you go, oh yeah, he's got to now play until the end of time because that is ridiculous. Whereas Richard sort of like, you think, oh, there's promise there. And then he does something like that and you're like, no, that's not what you're there for. Like, come on, like, please. (laughs) I've invested so much of my hopes and dreams in you. Like, please. (laughs) (laughs) Very briefly then, uh, to bring up Field again, and it feels bad to nag on anything that Field does defensively, but that goal... Uh, I wouldn't necessarily teach people to defend like Field did in that goal. I know there's a lot of shirt grabbing and he's kind of on the floor at one point, but it ne- it's one of these ones where it kind of looks like he's doing something, but he's just not challenging to compete there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try and give him like the benefit of the doubt, like it's on his weaker side slightly. So like you know, probably more suited to a right footer. But he's just like it's a losing battle. Like from from the minute the ball goes in, like he's kind of has his. That's how I mark at like ele- <laughs> at eleven aside. That's how I mark. And what like, you turn around really... afterwards, sort of like, oh, what what happened there? <laughs> well, the thing is, like when when I play up front, right. So obviously, when you come back and defend as a striker, they're not putting you on anybody that should be any threat, right? Like they're putting you on like the small, like five foot six fullback who's like got good heart, but like isn't very tall. Um, and so like you, you can kind of get away with like half marking, not really marking them because you know it's not going to happen. He happens to be marking the guy that obviously goes and scores the equalizing goal. Um, so he he doesn't get away with that, I'm afraid. Um. I would suggest here that we need to improve our set piece defending. I will also say that I don't expect it to improve. I, you know, it feels like not to draw too much comparison to Warburton, but it feels a bit Mark Warburton esque, you know? Like, yeah. I think we just need to accept as a club, we're just never going to like either score or be good at defending from a set pieces ever again. <laughs> I want to point out that Mick Beal hired a literal set-piece coach. We were then replaced by... He was then replaced by Neil Critchley, who was then replaced by Gareth Ainsworth and Richard Dobson, famous for being good at set-pieces on both ends of the pitch. And we were still shit at set-pieces. So we're just <laughs> never going to be good at them. Uh, finally then, two minutes left for you to wrap up how you feel after this first game. And, you know, we've got a decent game, I think, coming Saturday. Bristol City of, uh, I can't remember, have they appointed their new manager yet? If not, they have. They have. Brilliant. This is <laughs> probably going to be, uh, you know, I think the, the major comparison here is that a couple of weeks ago, this was going to be footballing slop served up to the QPR faithful in, by Ainsworth and Pearson. But now you've got the opportunity to actually watch a decent game of football. So, with that on the future and this Rotherham game just gone, two minutes to sum up how you feel at the moment. Um, encouraged, optimistic, feels like we're back on kind of the path that we set out for ourselves years ago. And I felt that barring the kind of critically bump had gone pretty well. Um, still feel as if there's some areas of the team that he's going to need to address quickly. I'm interested to see whether he does, but um, yeah, I'm 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 positive for the first time in a while. 
Fantastic. So uh, that is the end of this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to Micah for coming on. Uh, and yeah, until next time, come on you ours. Remember, we are so back. Apparently.